Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. That is right. We are live on WISL, WACK, Newark, and it is a great day to be free. Relatively free and getting relatively freer uh, freer every day. My name is Craig Miles. I am in for Kevin Wilson today and every Wednesday in February. So you get to listen to me. Uh, And I'm very happy to be here with you. And the topic today is broken homes, broken humans, and broken hearts. And I kind of want to pick up today where I left off last week. And that was, I kind of want to clarify what I had to say, which was, I feel like I was sending conflicting messages because I said, you know what? We need to listen to people more. We need to listen to each other. We need to hear people, what they're saying, and what, they, what they're experiencing, right? Because we don't know. I don't know what it is to be you. You don't know what it is to be me. And so I said it was very important for us to listen. But I, I kind of ended on the, you know what? I'm not going to listen to you. I know what I'm talking about. So it has to do with two different things. You need to listen to people. And by people, I mean your local people. And you don't need to listen to someone that is telling you how to live or who doesn't know you or who doesn't understand you. And it's okay to have a difference of opinion as long as that opinion is not forced on me to make me do things. So I kind of wanted to clear that up because that's the topic of today. The broken homes, broken humans, and broken hearts is kind of a whole, it's a whole thing right now. I thought it was appropriate because it's uh, Valentine's Day coming up. But I'm not talking about broken hearts in personal relationships. I'm talking about broken hearts in our own lives because we feel like we're stuck. And we've been stuck for quite a while now. And maybe a lot of us have been stuck pre-COVID, but things have just been accelerated lately. And a lot of that comes from waking up every day and not being sure what the guidelines are. What am I going to be allowed to do today? Am I allowed to have people in my business? Am I allowed to go into a business? Do I need to have a shot to go to a, uh, to go into a business? How about my job? Am I going to need a shot for that? These are all questions. And not only that, but people keep tuning in and hearing about how you got to worry about that guy over there because they are, they are after you, man. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. And it's the left, right divide versus the up, down divide that I talked about last week. All the people on the top are telling you to be afraid, be afraid, afraid, be very afraid. Watch out for those people over there. And trust me. And people are losing their minds because of it. So that's where, that's where I'm going with this is 
we've seen an increase in domestic disputes. Uh, we've seen an increase in crazy, crazy actions from people. And in general, I think people are, are feeling defeated. But there is good news because you see things happening up north in Canada. Things like the trucker convoy. And you see they're getting results. People finally got fed up. And we're finally getting some satisfaction. And Kathy Hochul, she seems like she's going to drop the mask mandate, at least for businesses, and the vax mandate. Now that's in New York State. Who knows what's going to happen with our friends down in New York City. Uh, That's a (laughs) toss-up always. So my point, I guess, in all of this is that we have... We have spent two years listening to what we have to do and being told what we can do. And I think people have finally reached a breaking point. And when I say people, I mean people as a society. Individuals have been breaking for the past two years very slowly. And I kind of came up with this idea for a topic because I was cruising through all the news yesterday. And locally, we have a woman... She's a young lady. She got in a fight with her mother, and she ended up shooting the mother, killing her. And and that's really bad. And I don't know the particulars. All I know is that's horrible. Can you imagine getting to the point where you feel like that is the solution? We also have a sheriff's deputy in Onondaga County who shot his wife, who shot his dog, who shot his son. The wife is sort of recovering. Everybody else is no longer living. He killed himself as well. All bad. Bad, 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 bad. We also uh, locally here have a, uh, a public official who's just been accused of domestic violence against his significant other. And and I'm saying all this because I don't remember seeing so many personal disputes on the news. I saw shootings, stabbings, robbings, things that are still bad, but that didn't have that personal element, that people people weren't angry, people weren't killing each other. I feel like there's been an increase in that. And I don't know if that's because I'm looking for it. I don't know if it's confirmation bias. I don't know if the news is covering it more. But it seems to me that we have a lot of broken people who don't know what is happening in their lives anymore and how to fix it. Now, you go you go nationally, and Fox News yesterday was covering a school beatdown. I think it's how they referred to it. Young lady in Las Vegas, I think it was. It was definitely in Nevada. She was beating up on a classmate, and nobody did anything. The teacher didn't do anything. Someone shot the video, right? But nobody stepped in and said, hey, maybe you better not do this. And there's some societal issues and some systemic issues that I blame that on that we'll get into in a little bit. Um, my point is there is a lot of violence. I think we have seen an increase in violence. 
What is causing all of this violence? Philadelphia. Philadelphia was in a decline of violence for years, for like five years. Now they've got record, they got record violence again. You see it all across the country. And how, how can you expect anything different? We don't know what's happening anymore. We don't know how to fix it. We feel like we have to look to other people to fix it. And when they fumble the ball, we're disappointed. We're lost. We don't know what to do. So, so what is the answer to all of this? Well, the answer is what I was talking about last week and at the beginning of this episode. Stop listening to those people that don't know anything about you tell you what to do. Listen to your family. Listen to your friends. Listen to your community. If you don't have those things, that's a tough place to be. And you need to count on someone to reach out to you and help you. And who am I going to count on? Am I going to count on Kathy Hochul? <laughs> am I going to count on, well, it was Andrew Cuomo. Definitely not going to count on that guy. Am I going to count on Uncle Joe? No, I'm not going to count on any of these people because they have no idea who I am. I'm much more likely to get help from some stranger on the street that sees that I'm, I'm in rough shape or maybe even an institution, a church, a shelter, something like that. My point is it's going to be local. It's going to be local. And those are the people that are going to help me out. So I'm not surprised that when we look to people who live so far away from us and know so little about us, I'm not surprised that we're disappointed in the solutions that they come up with. And I think, I hope, we are finally realizing, at least in the instance of the pandemic, the lockdowns, the mask mandates, the vax mandates, I think we are finally realizing that maybe these guys and gals don't know what they're doing. And maybe we're better off standing up and telling them what is good, what we want, and what we're going to do. Because in the end, these elected officials are representatives. They are not rulers. They are not here to tell me how to live. They're here to facilitate things to make it a little bit easier for me to live. And that's as much or as little as I ask for. The problem is they've been telling us what is good for us. And uh, nah, that's no good. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You're starting to see it. Superintendents, I got an email the other day. Superintendents out in West uh, New York, Western New York, right here where this show is playing. Livingston County superintendents, they all got together. They said, Kathy Hochul, guess what? You don't know what's best for me. We're not going to make our kids mask. We ask you to drop this mandate. And it's it's moves like that and a bunch of others that we'll get to after the break that are a free solution to this problem. My name is Craig Miles. Back after the break on WYSLWACK, a free solution.
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. We are back with a free solution on WISL WACK Newark. My name is Craig Miles. Thank you so much for joining today. I was talking about a letter that was sent to our queen, our empress of the Empire State, Kathy Hogel. And I still haven't seen that official announcement she's supposed to make. I see a lot of speculation from a lot of news. There was like, oh, there was this one meeting with Kathy and a bunch of people in a room, and it seems like she's going to drop the mandates. Why all the secrecy? She loves to hop out in front of the camera. What? Like, you don't want to do that? So as far to my knowledge, before I went on air today, I have not seen anything from her officially. I've seen secondhand reports from uh, places like the New York Times and things like that. And actually, I'll uh, I'll pull up a New York Times article here and read from it. Um, the stringent New York mask mandate on Wednesday will drop, according to some people. I'm paraphrasing here. And it talks about how, oh, well, it's because the pandemic is, we're dropping. It comes in the midst of, you know, a decrease in cases. And that's why we're doing it, because we're following the science. Uh, it couldn't be that we're finally getting pushback. Canada did the same thing. Their legislator and Trudeau and all that. They said, oh, well, you know, things have changed. Things have changed. The, the, the virus isn't as bad. The stuff that we asked you to do worked. See, they got that in there. They said, oh, well, they had their place and it worked and it was all good. And now it's, it's all good and we're all good. Because the science. No, it's not because the science. It's because those truckers went up there and they parked their trucks at the Capitol for the past two weeks. And they made people uncomfortable. They made the people in power uncomfortable. And they made the people living there uncomfortable. And you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it because everybody's going to be angry. And I'm starting to lose control. So they dropped everything. Because of the science, they said, no. It's because... People said, no, no more of this. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes is to say, no more. I do not agree. I do not consent. I will not play your game anymore. And I'm happy to see a lot of that happening finally. Do I think that places like New York City are going to go back to pre-COVID? I don't know. I don't know if you'll ever be able to be in New York City without a vaxport anymore. But talking with some friends, Eric uh, Garcetti, 
I believe his last name is. No. Eric, the mayor of New York. <laughs> the uh, the Ryman guy there. He uh, he talks about, well, we got to be healthy. We got to exercise. We got to eat right. So already he's starting to talk about some alternatives to the vaccine. And people are starting to say, well, we've got as many people vaccinated as we're going to. So I guess we'll just, I guess we'll just accept it. So anyway, the person I was speaking with, they said, you know what? The fact that he's talking about all this stuff makes me believe maybe he's getting ready to pivot. So I am praying for New York City. I hope that you'll be able to eat a burger down there pretty soon without your vax port. Again, the point is that we wag the dog. We are the tail and we wag the dog. And the way to fix yourself, the way to fix the system is when the system is not serving you, you say, I don't, I don't agree with this. I'm not going to play your game. And you pull the rug out from under them because, well, I'll go to the Canadian example again. You have the truckers up there and they need to idle their trucks. So eventually you're going to run out of fuel while people were bringing them fuel. They said, that's illegal. You can't bring fuel. So what did the Canadians do? They lined up with five gallon and 10 gallon gas cans and they brought fuel. They said, nope, whatever you say, I don't care. Then a judge, which I'm not sure how the, the legislative process works up there, but apparently judges can just decree that things are legal or illegal up there. And I'm not even sure if that's the case either. They would tell you that, right? Because they, they of course they would. Well, yeah, I had this right. I, I can tell you what to do. Regardless, whether he had the ability or not, technically, he said, this is illegal. You cannot honk your horns up here any longer. <laughs> Truckers got message of that and laid on the horns. What are you going to do? You're going to arrest 100,000 truckers? You're going to arrest 200,000 people bringing them fuel? Where are you going to put all these people? What are you going to do? And this is the point that I want to make. They, it's, it's the bug's life with Hopper. You let one ant stand up, then they all might stand up. People are standing up. And it's because they've lost trust in the institutions. People listen to Dr. Fauci. They listen to the CDC. They listened to Uncle Joe. They listened to Walensky. They listened to, uh, sorry, Pia Silent, to Saki. Listen to all these people, and they flop all around. And you're like, wait, what? What? How am I supposed to follow these? I think people finally saw through it. And, and the people that were anti all of this stuff to begin with, they... They just got louder and said, see, I've been right the whole time. And I think people that followed this just kind of quietly said, okay, whatever, I guess I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm not going to be happy that, you know, people are still spreading the virus or this or that, but I guess I'm going to have to live with it. Hello? What has everybody been saying who has been critical of this stuff? I think we're just going to have to learn to live with it. Why did it take us two years to get here? It took us two years to get here because... People were not allowed to make their own choices. People were not, to make, were not allowed to make their own decisions. We had to live in fear and take cues from people who may be motivated by helping you. They may, genuinely want to, they may genuinely want to help you. 
They are also only human. So they don't know everything. And they have other things that make them do what they are doing. So to take everything as gospel from somebody on the television is not necessarily the best thing to do. And we've seen that. We've seen that over and over again. And people are finally getting to the point where they're acting on that little nagging voice that said, does this guy really know what he's talking about? And this is the answer. This is the answer. This is how we combat the despair, the broken homes, the broken humans, the broken hearts. And let me, let me get to that broken hearts piece because I kind of missed that. Talked about broken homes with the domestic violence, broken humans. I wake up every day. I have to listen to see what I'm allowed to do. The broken hearts. This is a, this is a news story that I saw last night on one of the mainstream news uh, outlets. I'm not sure if it was MSNBC or NBC or ABC or who exactly it was, but they did a story on broken heart syndrome and how we have seen an increase in the cases of people who would generally not have heart attacks having heart attacks. Lots of them, lots and lots of heart attacks, big increase. Uh, the, the insurance companies have seen this as well. Big increase in heart-related issues. There's not enough there's not enough studies that I've read that I am comfortable enough to say that it is linked to vaccination. That has been an argument that that well I mean it has been shown. It's just the question is to what it, what is the extent of it? To what extent are these vaccines causing heart issues? This story didn't even touch that. But it still had a relevant point, I thought. It talked about how people were distressed. It interviewed a lady. She 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 was 45, I think. And she had a heart attack. You know, went to went to the doctor. She didn't know what was wrong with her. And again, this story, this news story didn't ask these people whether they were vaccinated or not. So again, just totally ignored that angle. And for the sake of this, I, I don't I don't care. Um, the point is people are having a lot more heart attacks than they, than they ever did before. And I'm going to link this back to, to government and bad and all those things, <laughs> but not for the reasons you might think. So she, she's having these problems. She goes into the emergency room and, uh, the doc says, uh, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you what was going on coming up after the break. It has a lot to do with broken homes and broken humans. My name is Craig Miles on WISL, W-A-C-K, a free solution in for Kevin Wilson.
The WISL store is now open, and your car's crying for an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, liberty, and the Constitution. Here are just a few available right now. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Hokum. No more masking. Open the freaking schools. Scam alert, January 6th. No vax mandates. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. Support the Second Amendment, and your mask doesn't protect squat. But there's more. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WISL Voice of Liberty merch too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover you know. Be sure to check out the exclusive WISL Mount Worst Morris shirts, hoodies and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Be free, make a statement. Shop the WISL store at WISL1040.com A free solution. Yes, we are back with a free solution on WISL WACK. You should give me a call. 585-346-3000 and tell me what you think. Or you can comment on Facebook and YouTube. We are live there as well. I want to see what you guys think. If you're out there listening to me, give me your opinions because that's what it's all about. We need to share opinions. We need to share experiences. And then... We need to say, you know what? I take it or leave it, and thank you for your opinion, but I'm going to do my thing. And that is how we all get along in this world, because then I'm not angry when you don't do what I want. Well, I told him, you know, either it'll work or it won't, and maybe what works for him doesn't work for me. So after that little rant, (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in to A Free Solution. My name is Craig Miles. And... The situation I was talking about before the break was broken heart syndrome. This is a thing. This is stress. This is stress. This is sadness. This is despair. Have we had a lot of that lately? I think we have. So the story I was telling you about, a lady went into the doctor. I'm not sure exactly what her symptoms were, but turns out she was having a heart attack. The doctor said what what's going on do you smoke do you drink do you have these uh you know what what's what's up with you she's like no i don't have any of those problems and he said well is there a lot of stress in your life she says well yeah actually i was just laid off you know i was furloughed uh not sure what's going on so basically the story of a lot of people so my point in all of this is the, the argument about the vaccine causing heart-related issues is a whole, it's a whole argument in and of itself. And that's not what I want to discuss today. Because again, I know it's a thing. I don't know how big of a thing it is. And I haven't seen enough to make an opinion one way or the other. My point is, if there is any possibility that this is causing problems to you, shouldn't we know about it? Shouldn't we be open and transparent about the problems that it can cause? And shouldn't we be tracking it? And if that's the case, shouldn't people be allowed to decide, well, whether whether I want to take the risk or whether I want to take the risk of catching COVID? And without knowing all of the risk factors, how am I supposed to make that decision? 
So that's how I, that's how I'll approach that. I'm not going to call it good, bad, or otherwise. I'll just say I should know what is what the symptoms, what the side effects are of anything that I am looking to treat myself with. Okay, so that's that argument. the The broken heart syndrome. This this story that I saw last night on the news, it went down the whole the whole list of things that can cause broken heart syndrome, which is stress, uh, you know, family issues. Uh, it talked about the link between your brain and your heart and how it's all a thing. And for this, I love the story because I've believed this for a long time. The human mind is such an important thing and such a powerful thing. And thoughts, too. They've, they've done... Uh, <laughs> you're going to think I'm crazy. They've done experiments. They've, they've shown that not only can thoughts be communicated by, by words, by writing, by things like this, but thoughts, there's something else going on because thoughts actually seem to spread without word of mouth. Um, I, I can't find the link. I don't have it for you because this was a long time that I read about it. Essentially, they have these, they're almost like seismographs and they react to changes in the atmosphere. And anytime a global event happens, 9-11 or or a tsunami or anything or anything like this, these seismographs go wild and they think that it's this mass, mass consciousness setting off this seismograph. Um, that's a whole nother thing. My point is there's a lot that we don't know about how thoughts work on the environment and how they work on us as people. So it's very important to be thinking about what we're thinking about. And all of these thoughts appear to be causing bad reactions in people's hearts, all these bad thoughts, all these bad traumas that we've been going through as a community, as a nation, as a world for the past two years are actually affecting people. So maybe we ought to think twice before we start making people feel bad. I'm sure Spencer has an opinion on this. He's called in to talk to me. Are you there, Spencer? Yeah, I sure am. And I, I think I understand it now. And, and maybe you can correct me uh, wherever I'm wrong. But um, when I can catch COVID, I can spread COVID. But if I get the immunization, I can catch COVID, I can spread COVID, and I can die from COVID. Is, is that right? Yes, that is correct. And Dr. Fauci said the point was to keep people, I'm not exactly sure how he worded it. Essentially, he said it would be worse as you were dying if you didn't get it. So the, the fact that you can still die is irrelevant. At least you're going to have a better time whilst you're dying. Well, my main question is, why is there no focus on people addressing the comorbidities that are addressable through personal behavior? I'll let you opine on that. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, you can hang on if you want. Don't leave. But the, uh, the yes, you, you touched it. You said personal. If I make things personal, if I tell you, oh, Spencer's gone. But that's okay. I appreciate you calling in, Spencer, and I will answer your question. My opinion is anytime that you give someone the tool to fix something on their own, you've just put yourself out of the job. If your job is to fix them, 
or they think it's to fix them. If you say, hey, dude, guess what you do to fix yourself? And the guy says, okay, I'm going to go do it. You don't ever hear from him again. And now I can't get up on the television and say, hey, I'm the only guy that can help you. That's, that's my libertarian opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. But that is, that is how I kind of see it. If I give you a pill uh, every day and I tell you, I guess uh, this, this would be more of a, a metaphor, but if I am the pill that you need to take every day, if I am the guy you need to listen to every day, man, I'm always going to be needed. If I tell you how to fix yourself, you don't need me. You've got yourself. So, so I think it comes from institutions, from individuals, from, from any entity, I guess, trying to find a way to insert themselves between you and the issue. And that is my answer to your call, Spencer. I think that's why you see that people aren't telling you, you know what, maybe you ought to lessen the stress in your life. You know what, maybe you ought to drink less. Uh, maybe you ought to watch your diet a little bit. And I think it's also a very American thing to say, I'm not going to do, I do what I want. Well, yeah, you do what you want, but there's consequences. Uh, and I don't think, I think we want it both ways. I think we want to do whatever we want to do and we don't want to have to pay for it. However, that is, whether that's with consequences, uh, you know, personally or medically or any of that stuff. So back to the broken heart syndrome, uh, there's, there's a, there's a link here to a study that was done a couple of weeks ago that made a lot of, made a lot of headlines and it came, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to read a Forbes article here and the title is did so-called Johns Hopkins study really show lockdowns were ineffective against COVID-19. Now that's only half the story. So they already, they've already biased it because the other half of the story is not only did they not do anything, but they've caused real harm. So, so I'll read, I'll read the finding from the study first, and then I'll say what Forbes has to say about it and why you always have to be paying attention to how news is being covered because I mean, that's a blatant so-called so-called uh, Johns Hopkins. <laughs> no, that's not biased at all. That that headline, that's totally going to be a fair and balanced take. I can already tell. So the finding from the so-called Johns Hopkins study was, we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limiting gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. They have contributed to reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, and undermining liberal democracy. That is the finding of the so-called Johns Hopkins study. Broken homes, broken humans, and broken hearts. That's what lockdowns have given us. That's what mandates have given us. And what, what did we get? Well, we'll talk about both of those things. Coming up after the break, my name is Craig Miles. I'm on WYSL, WACK. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give me a call, 585-346-3000, back after the break.
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. They're hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. That is right. We are back with a free solution on WISL WACK Newark. 585-346-3000. I really appreciate all of the comments. Uh, I've got a, a, a hand clap from Stephen Morgenstern. Not sure what he's clapping for, but I appreciate that you like what I'm saying, Stephen. If you're like Stephen and you like what I'm saying, or if you don't like what I'm saying, tell me. It's on Facebook and YouTube, a free solution. Also, you can call in live, 585-346-3000. Before the break, I was talking about the Johns Hopkins University study, so-called, according to Forbes. I don't know who owns Forbes, but uh, seems a little bit, uh, seems like they might be part of the whole machine. They, uh... They have this article that talks about the so-called Johns Hopkins study. And this is what they do. They never refute points. And when I say they, I, I mean people that make hit pieces. It's literally an ad hominem against Johns Hopkins or against the authors of the study in this case. Because what they said is that it's not. It's not from John Hop- Johns Hopkins. It's from a guy that works there. Come on. What are you talking about, this Johns Hopkins study? And also, the other two guys that wrote this with him, one of them, he's like some libertarian dude. And the other one, you know, he's just some guy from Copenhagen. Not Copenhagen, New York. Copenhagen, Denmark. It's just these other two guys. They're not even... They don't even go here. <laughs> okay, does that mean anything? Does that actually matter? You didn't refute any of the points. I'll read you the I'll read you the the whole paragraph. What really upset Forbes was when Bill Mahar started talking about this. So he says Mahar dropped the Johns Hopkins name without even mentioning the professor's name. Stephen H. Hankey, PhD, a professor of of Applied Economics at Johns Hopkins University and a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. That's the evil libertarian think tank. (laughs) That's me editorializing. Back to the quote, an American libertarian think tank. Mahar also didn't specify that two of three authors weren't even from Johns Hopkins University. Jonas Herbie, MS, whom the working paper described as a special advisor at Center for political studies in Copenhagen, Denmark, and Lars Jonung, 
Maybe it's Yoning, since he's from Copenhagen. PhD, who is a professor emeritus in economics at Lund University in Sweden. Yeah, that sounds like some community college that's just, like, doesn't know anything. (laughs) My point here is they couldn't refute the facts, so they had to say, well, it's not even technically Johns Hopkins. So, and, and that one guy is like a libertarian think tanker. So don't trust it. Don't trust it. Trust me. <laughs> you saw what's his name on CNN talk about that. And Russell Brand went off on him. Look at how loose my tie is. You can, you can trust me. <laughs> my point is Forbes is salty. They're the legacy media. You're supposed to believe them. What are you talking about reading these things, these other things, listening to Russell Brand or Joe Rogan? They they aren't part of the club. They don't even go here. That guy isn't even from Johns Hopkins. So they didn't talk about the actual finding of the study, which was that, hey, not only did this thing not stop COVID, it caused a lot of real problems. What I said, broken homes, broken humans, and broken hearts. And I think the tides are finally turning here. I think as much as they've started to or tried to squash stuff over the past two years, and by they, I mean legacy media, I mean politicians, I mean anyone who's got a stake in keeping you listening to them. I think they've tried really hard over the past uh, past two years to squash all this stuff. And I think enough has finally started to leak out where they can't control the narrative anymore. It's slipping through their, their fingers. So now you see all the states dropping mask mandates, New York possibly, if we ever hear from Kathy. I'm still waiting. <laughs> and I won't be surprised if she takes that back because New York, New York, we're leaders. We don't follow the 39 other states that drop this stuff or however many it is. We lead the nation. I'm not going to listen to them. So we, we're starting to see people change the narrative. And I am happy. I would have been happier if this started two years ago because really it's, it's what anyone who's been critical of this stuff has been saying the whole time is, hey, we have to weigh what we're trying to prevent with what we're actually causing. And Dr. Fauci was asked this months ago. He said, you know, did you, they, they asked him, did you ever take into account, you know, any of the other effects uh, that, that these policies might have? And he said, no. He said, I'd have to look at that. For, for a year and a half, you've been telling us that we have to do all these things and you haven't even thought of the consequences? Mm, I guess it's not important. <laughs> Except it turns out it's, it's, it's really important. It's really important. And... Any of these any of these powers or these outcomes that have come as a result of squashing differences in opinion, they don't last forever. Maybe they last two years, maybe they last ten. But eventually you will have an uprising. You will have people say, nah, I don't buy it anymore. You have the Canadian trucker saying it. You have Parents and superintendents in Western New York saying it to the schools. We're not going to take it anymore. And that is the answer to broken homes, broken humans, and broken hearts. 
it's the, it's the personal responsibility. It's that I know what I need to do for myself. I know how to help my community. I know how to help my friends. I know how to help my family. And I will look for all of the solutions and I will weigh all of them and I will decide what's right for me. And somebody in their high castle calling the shots doesn't know what is right for me. And that is the answer. We have to stop listening to people who don't care about you and actually listen to people who you know and who you know care about you, your communities, your friends, your family. And when you have someone preaching to you from their ivory tower, you can say, I don't want it. And you're seeing that. I'm not, I'm not a part of this. I don't want it. You're going to have to walk this stuff back or you're going to have a lot of problems. And I think, I think the game has finally, I think it's finally up for these folks. I don't know how much longer it's going to take a couple months, six months, but I can hope that we start to take back some of the things that have been taken from us. The, the personal decisions, the personal choices, I think you're going to see that we're able to make a lot more of those again. And I think you're going to see a decrease in the broken homes, the broken humans, and the broken hearts. Because at the end of the day, it's only you that knows what is right for you. And there's so much power in that. There's so much power in that because you can say, what is my life? What am I doing? Is it right? Is it working? And then you can decide, yes, it is, and continue it. Or you can decide, no, it's not. And then you can make a change. And that is how we fix it. We take it back. It's personal responsibility. It's my choice. It's my decision. It's right for me. And that is the free solution on WISL, WACK. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Craig Miles, and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Enjoy yourselves, enjoy your freedom, and be happy.